The Anton Savage Show Sunday. Brought to you by PwC. Combining talent and technology, we're hardwired to find solutions. On News Talk. This morning sees the uh, Irish Bishops uh, Conference both asking priests around the country to read from the altar a request that people would vote no in both of the upcoming referendums. And they've also put out a lengthy statement uh, explaining their thinking as to why they are calling for a no vote, which they do again in that statement. In a second, we're going to be joined by former Attorney General, former Minister for Justice, current Senior Counsel Michael McDowell, who himself is calling for a no vote in both referendums. And I should say, of course, because this is a matter of a significant public discourse and will be more so in the next coming weeks wherein balance is required. We will be returning to this next week to look at the case for the yes vote. But this morning, we're focusing primarily on the case for the no vote. And in case you are unclear as to what is up for grabs, because one of the things that is being revealed in the polls, particularly in the Business Post this morning, is how many people don't know and don't know what it is that is being voted upon. Let me do my best to to clarify that before we get into it. So of the two referendums, or the two votes that are up, the first is to the 39th uh, Amendment to the Constitution. It is Article 41.1.1. And what it currently says is, the state recognises the family, whether founded on marriage or other... Sorry... The current says the state pledge... Hang on a minute. This this exactly is the problem. Okay. The state recognises the family as the natural, primary and fundamental unit of society and as a moral institution possessing inalienable and imprescriptible rights antecedent and superior to all positive law. The proposed change would be the addition of the words uh, recognise the family whether founded on marriage or on other durable relationships. Then in Article 41.3.1, it says the state pledges itself to guard with special care the institution of marriage on which the family is founded and to protect it against attack. And the proposal is that they would dump the words uh, on which the family is founded. So that's the first significant uh, um, article to be changed. The other is our Article 41.2, which would be to remove... The uh, statements, in particular, the state recognises that by her life within the home, woman gives to the state a support without which the common good cannot be achieved. And the state shall therefore endeavour to ensure that mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour to the neglect of their duties in the home. And the proposal is that all of that would be dumped and replaced with the state recognises that the provision of care by members of a family to one another by reason of the common bonds that exist among them, gives to society a support without which the common good cannot be achieved and shall strive to support such provision. So that's what the uh, suggested votes are. The bishops say, to the first of those, marriage entails a public and legal commitment. The term durable relationship is shrouded in legal uncertainty and open to wide interpretation. Various commentators have suggested that the term durable relationship risks leading to unforeseen and unintended consequences. To the other, they said, the present constitutional wording does not in any way inhibit women from working or taking their proper place in social and public life. It does, however, respect the complementary and distinct qualities that arise within the family. The role of mothers should continue to be cherished in our constitution. As I say, Michael McDowell is with us. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Do you share the same, I know you share the same objective in terms of the upcoming referendums, do you share the same reasoning as the bishops? Well, none of the legal reasoning that they have um, put into their paper uh, is wrong in my view, it's correct. 
Um, the problem is that, as far as I can see, um, the people who are being polled about their voting intentions do not know what's in either of these proposals or what the consequences of them are. Now, starting with um, polls, I just want to say one thing to you, Anton. The Senate, of which I'm a member, um, was predicted by a poll to be abolished by 70% support um, in a poll taken five days before the people voted to retain it. Was the margin that big, 70%? Yes. So your thesis would be that this could be similarly wrong? It was 70-30 with the voting intention. Um, And the Dunnows and the people who uh, wanted to keep the Senate came out to support it. And the other thing about today's poll is that all but 5% of people say they intend voting. That's never the case. We're not going to have a 95% turnout. Uh, I'm very confident that the uh, referendums will both be defeated, no on both uh, uh, ballot papers, by a substantial majority. And I also believe that um, the uh, poll, the, the no voters are more determined um, to vote because they understand the issues better. My God, that's a big shift in two weeks though, Michael. I mean, uh, when, when going back to that poll in the Business Post, of those who say that they are likely to vote, you currently have two-thirds who say that they will support it and uh, only, I mean, less than what, 23% say they'll oppose, 16% they'll oppose. That's a big swing in a two-week period that you're predicting. Well, I, I, I'm predicting that and I, I believe that the majority of people on polling day will turn out to vote no on both. That's, that's what I strongly believe, because anybody who, who seriously studies the consequences of these two amendments will realise that they are um, mistaken and they are going to do more damage than good. Well, can you break them down then, in your view, uh, one by one? So the first of those, the family amendment in relation to uh, 41.1 and 41.3, what do you see as the consequence of the removal of the sentence on which the family is founded and the introduction of were founded on marriage or other durable relationships? Well, durable relations obviously means something other than marriage. And uh, it probably means people who um, get together and um, do not marry. And um, the government has said it it includes, uh, firstly, uh, single parents, secondly, relations involving uh, grandparents and and, and grandchildren. And... uh, but it most un, un, undoubtedly it covers the whole idea of people who um, have successive relations. And I'll give you an example, Anton. Supposing you have um, a single mother with her child. Uh, they say she will be, um, uh, that that relationship will be a durable relationship. Uh, a male partner moves in with her and she, they have two further children. Now, does their first family cease to exist? Or is it melded into the second family? And when, the, when, when and if the, the partner who fathered the two further children moves out, he is free to found another relationship with another person. But does the same rules not apply when you, when you include the way marriage operates in the modern world? If I get divorced and move into a second family, I could have one set of kids with the first family, one set of kids with the second family. Well, well there's one minor difference and it's hugely important. And that is, that you can't get divorced unless you've looked after the people, in the, uh, the, the spouse and children in your first marriage. But this durable relationship idea would allow me to be in a durable relationship, to walk out on my uh, woman partner. And um, that's the end of the relationship. And let me ask you that, Michael, because people will then say, well, look, 
It is only the constitution and the journey from constitutional aspiration to that which butters parsnips day to day in our courts and in normal life is so long that it doesn't really matter. Well, that's not true. I mean, if you look at, for instance, uh, our tax laws, in the famous Murphy decision, the very article that they're proposing to take out of the constitution um, in relation to the family and the home was the basis on which the Supreme Court told the Oireachtas that its laws in relation to income tax were unconstitutional because they uh, they discriminated against married people, one of whom was working in the home. And in another uh, serious case, um, the L&L case, the then Chief Justice said that uh, the provisions which they're proposing to take out of the Constitution now um, re- require the courts, when they're fixing alimony for somebody who separates or is divorced, to uh, do so on the basis that the um, departing husband cannot insist that his wife goes out to work if she chooses to look after the children and the home. Okay, well, if that's the the, the first of the two uh, votes, the second then is the removal of the line that by her life within the home, women gives the state a support without which the common good cannot be achieved and the state shall therefore endeavour to ensure that mothers shall not be obliged by economic necessity to engage in labour in labor to the neglect of their duties in the home and that that would be replaced by a statement about care through reason of common bonds uh, uh, in support of carers. That is a fine example of where people will say, well, where is the evidence that the state's unwillingness to force women into or, or to allow economic necessity to force uh, women to work, where has there ever been any evidence that that has made a difference? Well, it's precisely what I just mentioned. Uh, when the state had in- income tax laws which um, discriminate against married people, the uh, co- Supreme Court said, no, you, that, that law is unconstitutional because it uh, infringes the precise articles that you were just talking about. And uh, when it came to the law relating to whether a husband can say to his wife once he leaves, uh, sorry, you should get a job. And she says, no, I want to look after the children and the home the way I was before uh, we split up. The court said that he, if he can, must provide alimony, which would enable her to continue with her life choice uh, to look after the children and the home. Michael McDowell, thank you very much for coming on this morning. That is Senator uh, Michael McDowell, who, like the bishops, is calling for a no vote. And as I say, next week we will look at the yes side of it. And by the way, uh, we got a text to say, just out of mass, thought you'd like to know there was no railing from the altar, no reference to the referendum at all. The Anton Savage Show. Brought to you by PwC. Sunday mornings from 10. On News Talk.